Ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome you back to the Outbreak MMA Podcast. Yes, I know it's been a while. This is the Suicide Messiah, Mark Mandrake, and with me is the lovely Ferrari. Ferrari, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? <laughs> I am stupidicious. Nice. I don't even know if that's a word. Um, but, hey, I have an important question for you. Have you seen anything really cool on TV lately? Is this a trick question? I mean... I no, mean, it's an honest question. This is an honest question. You're not trying to push me one way or no. another? No. Okay. Um, we started watching the new rebooted Unsolved Mysteries the other day on Netflix. So, that's cool. Um, I, am, I am part of a discussion group on Facebook about whether or not it's good. It's a lot of people who are... Angry that Robert Stack's not on. Sorry to tell you guys. Rest in peace, Robert Stack. But it would be cool if he was on. But he kind of is. If you watch the intro, they have the, the like, silhouette of him, and they use the music, and instead of having several different cases throughout a half hour... Dead, and it's raising the dead, but it ain't doing it quick enough. It's just not doing it fast enough. That's right. That's an old IBM... Joke, guys. <laughs> um, other than that, um, I mean, we've been watching some old movies and so, well, not old, mo- old movies, just movies that we've seen before. Um, and um, I don't know. That's pretty. Much, what else have we been watching? I don't know. No, I mean, that, no, that's pretty much. And a lot of UFC. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of UFC because, of course, they have to double up on a lot of things and. Uh, this is being recorded on Friday, July 3rd. Um, so, uh, last night, um, we watched Invicta, which the next... The power outage! (laughs) Yeah, I, you know what? Hey, gotta give a world of credit to Shannon Knapp and, and Laura Sanko, TJ DeSantis. I know I'm missing something. Um, Who am I missing? Julie Kedza. Yeah, Julie, Julie Kenzie. Um, because they did an awesome job of keeping everybody updated not just updated, but entertained on Twitter during the mm-hmm. whole thing, right? Because you were following, you were following closer than me. Well, yeah, because I've learned over the last 10, 11 years since we've been on Twitter that like news travels faster on Twitter than it happens in the real world. There have been earthquakes that have happened that it, the news of it traveled faster on Twitter than the earthquake actually shocked people, like and rumbled through. So. We put on Invicta, and within, like, five minutes, the screen went black. Well, the two fighters were in the ring. The were, two were, fighters were in the, in the first fight had just gotten into the ring, and the screen went black. Like, you even asked, did somebody trip over a satellite cord? Yeah, you yeah. Know? And so I was like, forget this. And I went on Twitter, and I went, Invicta FC. And the first thing I saw was Laura Sanko. Guys, the generator just died. We've got a mechanic looking at it. Give us ten minutes. And I was like, there we go. But yeah, I mean there were there were a lot of fans on there thinking the same thing we did. Like, did did my UFC fight pass expire? Like yeah. what happened? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we were having fun on Twitter and um but yeah, I mean within ten minutes they had it up and going and then they didn't have any other problems, right? No, no, they, they, they actually, the, the night went smoothly. There was great fights. Uh, I mean, I, I think Invicta did a hell of a job 
A lot of credit goes. It was goes, super cool. It was in a church. Yeah, the it was it was uh, actually well, I don't think it, it it looked like a church. I think it's a police athletic league in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it looked beautiful. I mean, they had stained glass windows. It was smaller than the Mosaic Temple that they usually run in. But Shannon Knapp and the whole crew at, at Invicta did a hell of a job and deserve a lot of credit. Um, not only that, but it's kind of like you know, 2020. What you know, hey. Hey, if it can go wrong, it will. And sure enough, a generator blew, you know, if, mm -hmm. if they didn't have enough other stuff to worry about. Um, but, yeah, it was a night of really good fights, and, and that was good. Um, i trying to think what else have I watched on TV. Well, I, I said we might watch, you know, uh, 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 Solo, because I, I actually oh, I love yeah. them. I love that. I love that Star Wars movie. I did pick up Last of Us 2. I know a lot of people have been shitting on it online. I got to say, there's a couple things I can complain about. But overall, if you like video games and you like really good graphics, uh, I love the game, personally. But that's me. I'm also not a really big online multiplayer gamer. So, um, And you're not really much into games, are you? Well, I was just talking to one of my friends about this. Like... My problem, I think, I figured out is that I don't have a lot of time to play video games on a regular basis, so I'm really out of the loop on how to play video games. So, like, this weekend, like, we're off this weekend because it's holiday weekend, it's 4th of July, and I would have plenty of time to play video games, but it would probably take me two to three hours to even figure out what I'm doing in any of these newer video games because I'd have to go through the tutorials and everything. I can't just pick up a controller and say, all right, I'm going to play whatever. Well, even the, the, the wrestling game that came out yeah. in October that was supposed to be easier to you, yeah. supposedly, and you you tried it and you weren't really happy with no, it No, it just... I, I, I am a Super Nintendo kid. I was born in 1984. You know, Super Nintendo was the first console we had in our house. I have, you know, A, B, directional pads, start and select. Like, that's, that's it. You know, Mario, jump, run, you know, <laughs> bounce, whatever. Um, I was an N64 kid, played some PlayStation, PS2. That was probably, like, the last of, like, my, uh continual gaming other than the pc gaming with city of heroes and city of villains that you and i used to play oh yeah like that was a great game 15 years ago um <laughs> but like there's still i mean i was telling because i was telling my friend that i did help you with some of the missions in some of the gta games like the flying missions and stuff oh yeah in san andreas because I, like, I love, like, Star Fox, like, Star Fox 64, so I can fly on a video game, usually, so that's why, like, the flying missions, I'd be like, let me try, let me see what I can do, um, because I wasn't, like, invested in it, you know, I was just like, well, hell, let me try, and I'll see if I can get through it, um, I would love, I just wish that it was just easier to just, like, pick up a video game and start playing, I think that's my thing, is... I, I just feel like, I don't know if it's the games that you play or games in general, I just feel like I can't just pick it up, put it in, and just start playing. Like, there's just too much tutorial, like, that I have to go through. You know, this is a little bit separate from, from what you were saying, but you know what would get me into playing online games? If I could get 
Kamora Savage to play at the same as me. You have, you have any idea who Kamora Savage is? No. It's Matt Sarah. Oh. <laughs> the only other Twitter or the only other um um handle that I know on PlayStation is Twinkie Punter. <laughs> yeah, Twinkie Punter. We'll we'll leave that alone. If he listens to this, then he'll understand who he is. Uh, but. We should jump right in because uh, people that, that are listening to this don't want to hear us bullshit the whole night long. They, well, maybe they do. I, I think know. they do. Uh, <laughs> but we, we should get into MMA. Um, uh, one of the, we talked about Invicta. <laughs> yeah, no, we did. No, we did talk about Invicta. And one of the things, and we'll, we'll actually play off oh, that. We'll, we'll, can, oh, wait. Do you want to say something? To, I, I don't want to get all serious and somber, but we have to talk about it. Oh, um, yeah. Um, Khabib's dad. Passed away. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov and, and, uh, and I'm, Khabib. Everybody knows who Khabib. Yeah, we'll just say you don't Khabib. Have to say his last name. Um, his father, who has trained a number of of elite uh fighters, uh, top notch fighters, unfortunately passed away today. I believe he had a battle with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, last I heard, he actually was doing better, and it looked like he was on the road to recovery. I don't know the specifics, uh, but, you know, obviously, you know, our hearts, you know, here, um, I know Don Vinny's not with us. Uh, I did get a letter from Lil Jimmy. I'll explain that in a minute. Um, you know, but, but all of our hearts go out to Khabib's family uh, during this time. I mean, it's, it's, it's very difficult to lose a family member, but it's exceptionally difficult, you know, when you lose a parent, you know, because they, they raised you. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, his father has and been... not only raised him, but like trained him, and like not only taught him like how to be a man or how like live a good life, but it trained him in his career too. So I mean, there's so much. Yeah. Well, and the good thing, you know, if, if if not a good thing, that's probably a horrible yeah. way to word this. But if you can look at a bright side to this, is is you know, Khabib's father's legacy is going to live on in in a number of fighters and especially Khabib who arguably is is the greatest or one of the greatest fighters of all time uh so you know it's it's sad that he passed and and you know our hearts uh go out to to uh you know Khabib's family uh during you know and 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 all the students he trained all the fighters he trained uh during a, a devastating time um Okay, I'll, I'll move on. I did get a letter from Little Jimmy. Okay. He's visiting Alcatraz. Oh. Uh, permanently. Uh, well, not permanently, but... Like an extended stay. An extended stay. I don't know what he did. I thought Alcatraz was shut down. He did say the food wasn't so bad, though. Interesting. It was very sketchy. Oh. He said he's looking for raincoats that he can glue together. I don't know why. So, we'll see what happens. The... It sounds like this is going to be an ongoing saga, so we'll have to see at the next episode of Little Jimmy <laughs> what's going on here. Well, well, and here's the thing. It wasn't even in his handwriting. It was typed. So, I mean, I'm sure it was from him. Well, they probably have typewriters at Alcatraz. Well, supposedly, I guess when inmates would write letters, like they would review them, make sure they're not saying anything, and, you know, but... Regards, it wasn't a postcard, it was a letter, and he says he's on Alcatraz, and, you know, he 
he made friends with someone. I don't know who. I, I don't think they're that type of friends. I think it's more of someone to protect him because he's gotten so much smaller. You yeah, know? So, yeah. Uh, uh, well, good luck, little Jimmy, and, you know, we look forward to your next letter. If we could visit window love, brother. Window love. Okay, so, at any rate, we can move on to other things. Uh, Invicta had to follow a number of rules last night for the COVID issue. So we can move, we can move on to that. And then we're going to be dancing around a couple different things. This is probably going to be one of the least organized shows we've ever done, which is pretty bad. Those are the best ones though. There was that one show that I was tripping balls and that was actually probably more organized than this. Um, at any rate, uh, Invicta did a great job. Uh, there was one fight pulled uh, because of a medical emergency, but I don't think it was because of COVID. I think it actually was a weight cut issue. Um, I haven't gotten the, the full you know aspect on that, uh, but I believe that's what it was. I do want to talk about UFC, though, and how they've handled COVID, because yes. I, I, I think UFC has done an amazing job at handling COVID. Yes, you have had a couple corners that, that tested positive, um, there was a fighter that tested positive, you know, outside of being, uh, there, uh, when they ran in Jacksonville and then they ran in, in Vegas. Uh, I guess he went and got tested on his own. Uh, the only fighter that I know for sure tested positive was Jacare and they, uh, when he was supposed to face Uriah Hall in Jacksonville and, and right away they isolated him and, uh, to his the cornerman and everybody. Yeah, everybody is cornerman. Everybody associated with him, and and uh, but he hasn't shown any symptoms. So I mean, there's the there's a resounding thought that he either was asymptomatic, which you still can catch after asymptomatic, mm-hmm. or it was a false positive because this test is not the most reliable test in the world. But UFC has done an amazing job. They did an amazing job in Jacksonville. They did an amazing job in Vegas, and now we have, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this later. We have um, uh, in in United Arab Emirates, uh, Yaz Island, uh, and I want to explain how this is going to work a little bit because a lot of people don't understand how this is going to work. A lot of the personnel had to get there a week early uh, and go through a number of tests. What happens is UFC, you know, does the nasal swab test. You're you're quarantined for 24 hours. Um, everybody has to wear masks. Um, that's mandatory. doesn't matter who you are. Uh, as a matter of fact, on Invicta, one of the referees was wearing a mask last night, uh, which I was, I was happy to see surprised, but happy, uh, on this Island, 10 square miles around, uh, the area where they're going to host the fights are closed off to everybody except for UFC personnel or you people approved by UFC. Um, to keep the fighters safe and clean and, and not have to worry about catching anything. Uh, I don't know, especially with the rising case in the United States, how that's going to play a role. In my opinion, I think that you're going to see, I mean, they're supposed to be there for the next month, I believe it is, through July. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Dana just picks up operations and moves there for now because of the rising cases of COVID in the United States. United States is right now one of the hardest hit, if not, you know, second, you know, it's second to Brazil, 
or it's leading in Brazil as second to the United States as far as the hardest hit countries in the world is uh, with with COVID. Uh, and uh, you know they want to keep their fighters as safe as possible. So and they've done an amazing job. Um, Dana White came up with a great plan with his crew. Um, you know I know some people are going to say I'm I'm kissing Dana White's ass if you've listened to previous podcasts and even on this one you're going to see I don't always agree with Dana White. Uh, but with this one, they came up with a great plan. They offered it to a number of sports organizations, including WWE, which has had a horrible, horrible time controlling COVID. But they offered it to the NFL, the NHL, um, NBA, MLB. They offered it to all the major organizations, and I don't believe any of them took the UFC up on their offer uh, to utilize their plan to control COVID. And it's it's noticeable when you see how many people are actually testing positive in most of these leagues. I think NASCARs have maybe one driver, but they've only been racing, I think, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you don't, you're not as close in NASCAR as you are in a lot of other sports, you know. Uh, so that that's I'm going to kind of leave that out of there. Uh, but they've done a great job um, with that. Uh, there is something also that's been going on in, in, in UFC. Um, you know, what I, I, I'm going to ask your opinion before I give mine. What do you think of fighter pay in the UFC? Well, if you listen to any fighter that has been a little bit open about, you know, not necessarily what the amount is that they get paid, but how they end up having to distribute that pay afterwards is, you know, sure, they get a certain amount of money for the fight and, you know, maybe a a purse if they win, but they also have to put money aside for taxes. They either don't have health insurance or have their own health insurance that they're paying out of pocket. They have to pay for their camp, their trainers, their nutritionists, and everything, travel, you know, all these other expenses, most of the younger, not main event fighters lose money. Even if they win. Yeah, even if they win, because of how expensive it is to train and diet and weight cut and, you know... You don't just have one trainer. Some of these guys have like six different trainers that train them on different aspects. Um, You know, and then, yeah, I mean, you're an independent contractor, so you're responsible for your own taxes. And if you're fighting outside of a country or even a state that you reside in, you have to pay taxes where you earned that money and where you're living. So... You know, that's that's the sucky thing about being an independent contractor is you have to have a good accountant that's going to, you know, really help you plan your finances. Uh, now, I mean, like, somebody like Conor McGregor or, like, you know, I'm sure, like, uh, Amanda Nunes is making, like, a ton of money that, like, they, they're they making bank, you know, like, even, like, Rosanama Nunes, who, you know, we'll talk about in a little bit, because she's fighting again, but, I mean, Cowboy Cerrone, for the longest time, was either living out of his car, yeah. or was sharing a place with, like, four other guys, because 
They were all fighters, and nobody was making any money. They were scraping to make ends meet. I mean, you gotta think, these guys have to buy healthy food, you know? And they have to buy equipment and gear, and, you know, it's just, it's a lot of little things that you don't think about. I mean, well, even, like, you think about even just independent wrestling, like, we don't make a lot of money. We lost a lot of money, independent wrestling. There were times that we made money, but when you think about everything that goes into it, like travel and food and gas and gear and training time and taking time off of work and health insurance or paying out of pocket for for healthcare costs and everything, we weren't making money. You know, I mean, even the guys in WWE have to be careful with their money because they yeah. they the same situation with the taxes, you know. So, um, I know what you're going at, that a lot of fighters are going to, are trying to ask for more money. Um. Well, there's two in particular that I'm going to mention. Yeah. Um, I think, I'm kind of torn. I think you kind of know what you're getting into. Like, it's like, it's like any major sports league. The chance of making it big is small. So you have to have that perfect combination of skill, um, charisma, um, drive, determination, luck, being at the right place at the right time, not getting injured, you know, like, it's, there's just so much that goes into it that your chance of actually becoming a millionaire off of it is so small. It just like the NFL, just like WWE, just like NHL, you know, there is such a small percentage of people who actually can make it their life's career where they can actually provide for their families. Um, but I think that maybe there needs to be some discussion about how can these guys get more money. They used to be able to have sponsors. Yes, that's and a that's big thing. a huge thing. If you're contracted to UFC right now, you can't have outside sponsors, right? Yeah, okay. Um, to answer your question, if if you're contracted to UFC, you can only put on your gear sponsors that are affiliated with UFC. As far as I, I'm aware, that was the rule for the longest time. Hence the reason why, for the longest time, you only seen Reebok on them. You didn't even see Monster on them because Monster wasn't sponsoring mm-hmm. them. Um, you know, I don't think anybody has Body Armor on them, even though Body Armor is a big sponsor of UFC as well. Right, yeah, it's on the, it's on the cage. I mean, you know, on the, on the octagon. Yeah, and that's, and, and that's the thing. Um, you know, they lost a lot of money, and, and as a matter of fact, they lost some fighters, and they also lost uh, Stitch Duran, who's considered one of the greatest cut men, you know, in, in the business of combat sports in general, uh, you know, walked out because, you know, again, he couldn't put, he, you know, he couldn't wear any sponsors on, you know, the gear that he wears. So... You know that's that's a question. Now you've got you've got lately you've got uh, Jones and Masvidal um, being very vocal about wanting more money. And while I agree that 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 Jones may deserve it, 
Jones also probably can make a little bit more, more money if he was to take outside sponsors. And this goes back to the second part of your question. Can you take outside sponsors? You can if, say, they're commercials or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Rousey doing a commercial for a, for a game for you know on the phone. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. There was, like yeah, that. there was a phone. She was with MetroPCS. Um, yeah, she had a couple outside sponsorships. So that's one way that these guys, if they're popular enough and in the mainstream enough, and, I mean, guys like Jones and Mosfidal, those are names that a lot of people know. So they have the potential, but some of them, like Jones, also have their stigma attached to their past depending on you know if sponsors want to deal with somebody who's been you know well jones in particular um you know it it just seems like whenever this guy seems to be you know going in the right direction something happens like a dui Mm -hmm. or or worse right you know and and that's going to scare away any sponsor mosfidal for the most part as far as I'm aware, you know, has, has kept his nose clean and, and, and everything like that. <laughs> literally. Um, yeah, I mean, literally, even though he comes out wearing a suit that looks like it's out of Scarface, right? But, oh, no, but, I thought that was uh, against Jones because he tested oh, positive for coke. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I, I didn't mean that, but, I mean, look, man, people make mistakes. I, I, yeah. I understand that, and... and but with Jones, though, it's gotten to the point where it's like, okay, man, you've made so many mistakes. It's really difficult to 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 give that, you know, to give another chance. As a matter of fact, I remember the last time when when, when Jones fought his last fight, it last last fight or last couple fights. I'm sitting there, I'm like, please, 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 please don't screw up after you win. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, I really want to see Jones make a good comeback and actually be a pillar of the community and, and, and someone that kids can look up to because he he is, you know, uh, um, he can be a very nice guy, you know, and I'd like to see that happen, uh, you know, but, but we'll see. As far as Masvidal goes... You know, I, I, I think Jones has more leverage to argue for money than Masvidal. I do mm-hmm. think that they both, though, are bringing this up at a very bad time. Yeah. I think if this was a year ago before COVID, they would stand a better chance of getting more money. You have to think about this right now. The UFC is running without any fans. They do get pay-per-view revenue. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that, revenue and stuff like that. I'm talking about, yeah. And I'm talking about the UFC in general, because not every fighter gets pay-per-view revenue. If you're on the main card, uh, I believe you get pay-per-view revenue. I'm, I may be mistaken on that. I am 99% positive though, that if you're a champion, you get pay-per-view revenue, um, you know, or pay-per-view points or what have mm. you. Uh, but you know they don't they don't get a portion of ticket sales because obviously no tickets are being sold and right now you know UFC is running yes because they want to run and yes because it's a challenge um, you know and in particular Dana seems the type of person that you're gonna tell me no fuck you I'm gonna do it anyway mm-hmm. you know um, and I think that's a that's part of it I think the other part of it also has to do with with uh, um, you know, the fact that they have a contract with ESPN and they need to fulfill that contract. 
if they renege on that um, contract, then they, they very likely could end up owing money. And they're not really in a position to owe money because they have to pay back Endeavor, who purchased UFC as well. So uh, right now, I don't think was the best time. I do think that fighters' pay needs to be reevaluated. That being said, Dana White did make a very good comment when it when it, when it entailed Masvidal. You just signed your contract. You knew how much money you were going to yeah. get. If you were going to bitch, why didn't you do it right before you signed the contract as opposed to signing it and then bitching afterwards? Right. You know, yeah. so I can see where, where, where White's coming from. Now, I'm sure there's other things going on here that none of us know about because we're not behind the scenes. There might be promises that have been broken. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not, you know, I don't, I really don't want to speculate. I'm just saying that why now, you know, uh, is, is all of this coming out? And, and so you, you do kind of have to look at that. So uh, there's that. Uh, and I'm trying to think, was there anything else before we get to the United Arab Emirates fights? I, uh, I there... mean, unless unless you want to talk to our special guest here. Mm. Oh, yeah. We named mm. our cat Jacare. He's sitting here nagging for food. Um, I'm trying to wrap this up so he can eat. Uh, you know, uh, if you've noticed with the COVID thing, we're not in the office, so there's no Consuela. No, um, just Jacare. Just Jacare and Sammy the dog. And, of course, we have the snakes. Uh, so we are doing this from home. Uh, we, uh, I, I, I do want to kind of give a heads up on this, uh, in the fact that we are seriously, seriously looking at moving to a video platform, uh, which would, we be able to put video up and then a couple days later put, uh, put the audio up. The other thing we're looking at as well, just to give a heads up, is there are a number of things we edit out of shows because I tend to say things that can get us in trouble. Um, we may actually host something along the lines of Patreon, especially with the video, because I do a lot of really stupid shit, as do all of us, that quite often would get cut out if we were to actually show the full video. Um, with the Zoom meetings, being at home, things like that, we're not really editing those videos. Uh, we're on our best behavior, but when we're all together and we're actually doing it via video, uh, that might be a little bit different. Uh, so, I mean, these are things as well. Um, we're looking at how to keep, you know, let's say we go with something like Patreon or something like that. Uh, we're looking at ways to keep this as cheap as possible. We also are looking at trying to bring on, uh, you know, a couple name fighters uh, on here as well. Uh, for guest spots. So there are some things that, that we're looking at that I think is going to be very exciting. Uh, I wish I could tell you that 2020 is going to be an amazing year, uh, but I have a feeling that most of this stuff isn't going to take place until 2021. So just please stick with us. I promise I will make as many stupid jokes as possible to keep you entertained. Now, that being said, um, we got something special coming up on the 11th. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. Are you talking about UFC? Yeah. The first time at, at Fighter, Fighter Island. Is there something else on the 11th that I'm not aware of? Uh, well, I just figured that's what you were talking that's about. That's the only that. thing I gave a shit about. I mean. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Kat? I don't know if you heard her teeth grinding against the microphone. Well, 
Oh, what? a new person tested positive for COVID. Who? Not a, not a, a Jimmy Johnson, a NASCAR driver. Oh, see, we were just talking about NASCAR. So, breaking news. Poor Jimmy. Not our little Jimmy. Jimmy no. Johnson. Um, okay, July 11th is the first event at Fighter Island in the United Arab Emirates. Um, so, like you were talking about earlier, they have sectioned off a 10-square-mile area where they have their event center and they have the hotels and they have restaurants and all of these people are being tested and kept basically quarantined. It's like a cordon sanitaire there, you know, like they're, they've got their own area where nobody comes in, nobody goes out and they are going to keep coronavirus, you know, under control. So I have a question, because we did talk about some of that, but I have a question. I want your opinion on this. The fact that the main card, which here starts at, I believe, 10 p.m., out there, it's actually going to be 6 a.m. The prelims are going to probably get underway about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Do you think that's going to affect the fighters' performance? We did talk about this a little bit off the air um, this morning when we were talking about this. I don't know. Um... So, yeah, because of the time difference, the time zone difference, they're going to have to start fighting these early prelims, like you said, yeah, like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And actually, most of these people should already be there, right? Because they have to be there a week ahead of time. Oh, yeah. So, most of the people are there getting tested, doing their 24-hour quarantine until they, like, get their results and everything and make sure that they're settled. Um, I would hope that these fighters are staying on a schedule where they are sleeping during the day and staying up at night. Where And I mean, I know it's weird for your circadian rhythm for your day and night, but if you're going to be fighting at 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, then you need to be training at 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. Yes. So you need to be waking up at midnight or whatever, you know, and you need to be sleeping, you know, maybe from like, you know, 8 or 6 p.m. to midnight or something, you know, however long they sleep. So they're going to have to force themselves to be on a U.S. time zone and ignore the light and dark of normal night and day. So... And, I mean, I'm sure that they're they're being really careful about, like, what's available for them for, like, food and drink and stuff. Because oh, yeah. there is the potential that if this was not during coronavirus pandemic time, that a lot of these fighters would be out getting drunk <laughs> well, not, not, and partying. Not when, not when they're weight cutting. Not, I, not, well, some of them maybe. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if they're... If, if they're you know, if they're close enough to their target weight, um, I know Felice Herrig, there was, there was two days before, be, uh, three oh, days yeah, before a fight. Oh, yeah, when she was fight, eating cheese balls. She was eating and cheese <laughs> balls and drinking a beer because she was, she was so far underweight. Well, anyway. and like, and somebody who's fighting, Rosa Namanunas, routinely carries herself only five pounds over her fight weight. So it's super easy, but she doesn't drink and she doesn't eat anything like out of, you know, the ordinary but um yeah i think that they are they're gonna have to force themselves to be on a different schedule and ignore the normal light and light and night of the day and and night over there i 
I believe, and I might be mistaken on this, um, but I believe what the UFC is doing is is what they do um, when they go anyplace else uh, is just in, in a much larger quantities because they're going to be there longer. Uh, I believe they're shipping, um, you know, uh, food, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from the performance center. Uh, obviously, you know, liquids and things like that, uh, portable saunas, although I believe they have hotels, but again, you know, each room doesn't have a sauna, so they're going to have portable saunas for a lot of these guys, which a lot of these guys have complained about because they don't work as well. Um, and you know, I mean, I, you know, again, if they don't work as well, I can see them complaining about it. Uh, but I guess they are going to have stores and they're going to have things, um, that are open for, for these guys. So, so they're not, they're not totally bored. I mean, there's stuff for these guys to do. Uh, Max Holloway is a perfect example that's on this card. You know, he likes taking his team out, you know, and, and going and doing fun stuff, whether it be racing go-karts or throwing axes or bowling or Mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, he wants to have fun with, with his team. Well, it seems like they've got a section of the beach too. So they should, I'm sure that they've got like jet skis and, and stuff like that, that are going to be available to these guys and girls because yeah, they're going to have to blow off steam and get outside and do stuff because you can't just sit in your hotel room, you know? And I mean, well, and I mean, some of them, you know, I mean, bring a book, bring your video games, bring whatever it is that you would normally do to blow off steam, you know? But, um, yeah, I think the, the weirdest thing is going to be the schedule, you know, just the time of day or night or whatever. Um, but yeah, if you want to, um, we can go through, like, I know, well, we've already mentioned some of the people that I care about, and we, you did too, so. Well, Armor Connie's um, on here. My man, Maquan so, Armor Connie. He's fighting so, Dan, uh, uh, Danny Henry. Yep. Um, yeah. you got um, Ozdemir fighting on the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, this actually, you got Paige Van Zandt, uh, right. versus Amanda Rebus, and this is the last, uh, the last fight on Paige Van Zandt's contract. It wouldn't surprise me if she fights this. Um, Rebus is tough, too. I, I mean, look, right. maybe Van Zandt's going to pull something out, but uh, I, I would pick Rebus on this personally. Uh, I think what's going to happen, though, is you're going to see that um, win, lose, or draw her contracts up. She'll end up most likely going to Bellator because that's where her husband fights out of, uh, and that way they can be together. So. Uh, this might be the last time you've seen Paige Van Zandt in a UFC octagon. Um, you got, uh, th- this is a huge fight, uh, Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namanunas. So Rose. Um, that fight should be amazing uh, either way. I, I realize it was short last time. Andrade, you know, dropped Rose pretty much on the back of her head. Yeah, um, that was scary. You know, thankfully, you know, Namanunas was okay, uh, but... You know, if, 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 you know, nominees can avoid that and they can actually make this fight last, it, it stands a chance of being an, a, an amazing fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Peter Yan versus, uh, Jose Aldo. Um, a lot of people are pissed that Aldo's in this position. Uh, this, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is for an interim title belt. Uh, and, uh, and, and, is that, uh, yeah, Ferrari's going to look it up, but I believe it's for an interim title belt. Uh, and, and again, whoever wins this... It's for the Bantamweight title. Yeah. Oh, it's for the Bantamweight title. Okay. 
Um, you know, so I mean, there's a number of, of different options with, with, with this too. Um, I, I'd like to see Auto win just, just for nostalgia reasons, even though he's coming off of a loss. Uh, but man, Peter Yan's tough. Uh, what else we got? Um, we've got oh, yeah. Alexander Volkanovsky versus your man. Yeah, Max that's Holloway. right. Max, Max Holloway. Uh, that's for the featherweight belt. Uh, I think Holloway probably learned from the last fight against Volkanovski, and I, I, I have to, I have to pick Holloway, you know, um, you know, but Volkan, Volkanovski's the champion, uh, with that, uh, and then uh, we finish it out with uh, Usman, uh, Kamara Usman versus Gilbert Burns for the was it the the welterweight title, um. That fight, I don't, I don't think Gilbert Burns gets nowhere near the credit he deserves. I think that fight's going to be awesome. Um, but Fight Island's going to be interesting as it is. Uh, again, one of the things that was brought up is, and they've showed a picture of the octagon on the beach. Well, if the main card's not starting till 6 o'clock in the morning, you're going to see fights happening well, as the sun's rising. Didn't they say that they're not actually fighting on the beach that that's for photo ops i i've heard both i thought dano the last okay mark watches way more ufc stuff than i do but i thought i had heard dana say that they set that up on the beach for like photo ops interviews you know if guys want to get in there and you know roll around in it you know be on the beach and be outside but i thought that the actual event was same place inside and you very likely could be right. Dana White's been very public about the fact that he does not like outdoor, you know, right. running outdoors. Yeah. So, and honestly, by the time you hit the main event, the sun's going to be up. That canvas, even though it's light blue, is going to be hot. It's going to be so hot that nobody's going to want to grapple around on it. Um, and we know that just from wrestling, you know, um, you know, even with a blue canvas underneath the hot sun, mm -hmm. you don't want to be, you don't want to be rolling around on that, you know? So, uh, and, and, you know, they're bare feet in there and stuff. Now I, 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 I hope it is indoors. Yeah. Even though I mean, it this is cool. from June 12th and he, this is why he said, um, that they won't be on the beach. Um, but, oh, yeah, in, like, the, the lighting grid, you can't put a lighting grid up for, you know, good production and the weather and everything like that. Um, and I think it would look like shit on TV, too. That is a direct quote from Dana White. <laughs> see, I don't think it'll look like shit on TV. I actually think it'll look really cool. But I see his points with the rest of it. And, honestly, I do yeah. hope it's indoors, if not for anything else than the safety of the fighters. Yeah. Well, I think weather is just, you know, I mean, the wind and the sand and everything that's enough to say, like, no, we need to have it inside. So um, they've got to have, you know, an arena or an event center or someplace, a gym that they're setting up an actual octagon. That Well, I think supposedly they – and I don't know. It might be near the venue that they originally had built, but I, I thought that they said they were building a brand-new venue they might just for this. Uh, so – yeah, it said they will be held in an arena. It doesn't say, like... Okay. Where. Yeah, maybe it's the same arena they ran um, a few months ago. So, you know, that, that begs a question. Uh, are you ready? 
Okay, let, let's let's not. Don't 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 no Which, don't don't. What, what not? Are you ready for Point Island? Don't 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 get carried away. For the thousands in attendance and the millions Much watching better. at home on live television while they're listening to the podcast right now. I was, yeah, I was like, which, which are you ready? Do you want the, you... Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Um, but yeah, no, you, you want what it's, it's time. No. It's time. Like, what do you want from me? No, yes. That's... I'm ready for fighter Island. Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. <laughs> that was what I was asking. You. I, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Ferrari's a huge Buffer fan, so I am. Um, so am I. I, I, I think he's the best uh, ring announcer in, uh, in the business. Um, uh, pure in 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 any combat sports business. Um, I actually think he's better than his brother. Uh, which might you know get some people aggravated because Michael Buffer is awesome, but I still think Bruce Buffer is better. Uh, okay, so we're going to wrap this up because, you know, hey, why the hell should I try to take up close to an hour of your time by spewing a whole bunch of other bullshit? Um, we are going to try to do this once a week. Uh, it's become a little bit difficult because of some, some health issues I have. No, it's not COVID. It's other issues I'll get into at some point in time. Um, those that know me know what I'm talking about. Um. Uh, it's nothing serious though. It's not like I'm gonna, you know, you know, I don't know, like be hospitalized or anything as, as far as I know. Uh, so we're good with that. Um, we will try to record sometime next week. Fighter Island is Jan uh, July 11th. Make sure you don't miss it. Uh, this is 4th of July. So have fun. Please be safe. If you're going to play with fireworks, don't blow off any fingers because you do need all 10 of them unless you want to not have opposing thumbs. Uh, and I think at this point, I think it's important to say, please, 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 whatever you do, wear a mask and practice social distancing. If not for yourself, then do it for, for your family members or anything like that. I can tell you right now that there's at least three or four people that we've lost this week that were either family members or friends or things like that, 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 that passed away due to COVID. So please, whatever you do, be careful. Uh, and, uh, you want to say anything, any last words? Do you got anything coming up? Uh, you got, you got, you got, you got any dates or something I need to know about? I don't know. Are we going somewhere? Probably what do not. you want? What? You singing the song of your people? That's right. Scrape your teeth on the microphone, you weirdo. Jackery. Um, no, I I think we you covered everything that's going on, and um, yeah, we'll um we'll try to keep this going, and maybe we'll even try to record another one, like maybe before July 11th, because I'm hoping that nothing changes, but you know. The way the world is, <laughs> something could possibly change. So, Well, as long as there's nobody bounties on our head, we are safe to go. And thank you so very much. Enjoy yourself. Have a very happy 4th of July. Little Jimmy, window love. Window love, my brother. And we will see all, well, talk to all of you guys. See, maybe see, talk, whatever. You guys will hear from us next week. Have a wonderful uh, holiday, guys, and enjoy and be safe. Thank you so very much for listening to the Outbreak MMA Podcast.